coming to you from the Coachella Valley and Los Angeles. Welcome to Is This Your Playlist with your hosts Mark and Kedrick, bringing you the best of music each week with memories, opinions, and the songs you have to have on your playlist now. Series 4 of Is This Your Playlist starts now. Hey, playlisters, you're here again with Mark and myself. Hi, Mark. Hello there. And we're actually in the same city this week, but he's- But still not in the same place. Just, we were going to be this morning. Had we done it this morning, we probably would have been in the same place, but say la vie. So uh, you guys are with us again uh, for episode number 48, um, series four. And uh, got a, it was supposed to be a four by four situation, but I, Last minute, and Mark will attest this. Mark gets emails. Okay, we're changing it. <laughs> I don't think we could have talked about who we're talking about with such small segments. Anyway, they they could both use a little more time. And then if we were going to throw Elton and Book of Love in, yeah, it was yeah. So uh, so today we're going to be talking about uh, Bright Light, Bright Light, and the Scissor Sisters. So, um, but before we do that, um, Mark, what's been going on with you this week? Uh. You know, it's hot, it's smoky, the air is disgusting. Um, you know, that's that's what's up outside. Other than that, um, there's a lot of new music coming out, at least. Nice. Um, I, went, I actually went hiking today at Runyon. Oh, yeah. How was that? Uh, well, these people told me that the East Side Trail was still open, although there were gates and stuff. So I went up it, and I am definitely out of practice. Because I was just like, I had to stop a few times, and there was a couple times that I actually thought I was going to get sick. So, is that the side where you start with the stairs, or the other one? Yeah. The stairs. Yeah. So you go up those stairs. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, today is not a day that you should have been hiking anyway. Hey, it was the air only, quality. It's my only day here, so there you go. But uh, I got through it, obviously, because I'm here with you. Um, okay, so uh, tell us about some new music. Some new music. Well. Here's, here's, here's a, a one out of left field, I guess, because it's probably not a familiar name, but he's got familiar credits, and this just dropped last night. Um, a guy named Gabe Lopez, who lives here in LA. Are you familiar with him? Because you sh might be, you might be. Some of his credits include songwriting and producing on New Kids on the Block's album 10 and Thankful. He's worked with them. But he's also worked with Belinda Carlisle quite a bit. He co-wrote and produced the song Sun and um, her Wilder Shores album as well. But he just dropped a new song on his own. Oh, and he, he worked on that latest Go-Go's track as well. So he's got a good connection with them. But he just dropped a single called The End of a Lost Summer. And it's a really good song, really, The End of a Lost Summer. That's where we're at right now. Um, and it really fits the mood of, you know, what's been going on and what we missed out by literally not having a proper summer. So. It's, it's a nice little surprise by maybe an unfamiliar name, but he's got some great music of his own. Um, well, you know, sometimes every, well, every so often, sometimes people will come out with something and it just kind of saves the day. And, uh, you know, I love my Kylie and I love Stay Something and, and it, I think it could have been a little bit better, but that's just me, but we're obligated to like her music, so. 
uh, you know what I'm saying. But anyway, so Steps came out with a new song called What the Future Holds, and uh, it was written by Sia. So when I first heard that, I thought, oh my God, it's gonna be another diamond. Claire's gonna be like, oh, no, no. you know, <laughs> David Russell, if you're watching this. Um, and uh, it's absolutely amazing. The video came out today and they have a new little dance routine that I have to learn. And oh God, their dance routines are getting harder and harder. I know, uh, I already it, I texted with a friend earlier that we need to get the CD single with the Dance Steps poster inside. <laughs> I don't know if they put those in there anymore. They did. <laughs> they, I mean, they don't even make a CD single anymore, so there's yeah. that. Mm -hmm. So yeah, so they came out, they sound great, all five of them sing, even the two boys. And um, I just, I'm I'm just shocked that it's so good. I mean, I thought, how are they going to beat Scared of the Dark? But I mean, Scared of the Dark is still better because that was the first one that came out that was amazing. But this was a great um, collaboration by Sia and uh, Greg Kirsten, who's uh, produced a bunch of stuff as well. So I'm happy about Steps being back. And there's a tour next year, November. So with Sophia, with Sophia Ellis Baxter. Yep. In England next summer. So I'm happy about that. Did you even know that was coming out, or was it just a surprise that it dropped? The tour or the album or the song? The single. I had no idea. Yeah, it seemed real out of the blue, like there was no whispering about it. There probably was, but I mean, I don't even know how I found out. Oh, they posted on Instagram, so I was like, okay. So they were like, it was all those kind of lead ups, like, well, something's gonna happen, but we can't say it, and something's dropped, you know. So, but it's really good. I really like it a lot. So yeah. What do you got? What else do you got? Cool. Um, we have talked about Nick Kershaw putting out an EP um, about a month or so ago with six songs. We put out an, a new single today, which I think is the actual first proper single. Or yeah, it came out uh, Friday, yeah. And it's called um, From Cloudy Bay to Monterey, or From Cloudy Bay to Malibu, excuse me. It's wrong beach. Um, and it's really good. It's upbeat. It's got keyboards, which she kind of, you know, stays away from these days. It's more of, he's more of a, a you know, guitar guy. Um, but this has got a bit more of an old Nick Kershaw sound. And um, I'm really looking forward to the album, which I'm about to order. It comes on sea glass colored vinyl. <laughs> I don't know what kind of color that is. Is it like clear? It, like a Coke bottle, like an old fashioned Coke bottle. Oh, okay. Like a clear green. Oh, nice. Can you picture that? Uh, yeah, the, the Go-Go's Greatest just came out on that exact same color. Oh, did it? Yeah. Nice. Well, going back to the Steps thing, one of their one of their options for uh, buying the album is, is a pink uh, vinyl. And, uh, it's, it, yeah, I mean, that's the thing to do these days. In fact, the, uh, the Bright Light album that we'll talk about in just a bit um, is also a pink vinyl. Nice. Uh, the last thing I have is, um, I, Anyone who listened to the first two series of this um, knew how excited I was to see the Stray Cats live um, a total of six times now. Um, but I saw them three times on their last tour, the 40 tour, and they put out a live album uh, called From LA to London. And uh, I listened to part of it today, and I just, oh God, I love them so much. <laughs> um, they were, you know, one of my childhood, you know, hero groups that I thought I would never see, and it's, just one of, I just love how like the groups are coming back that you never thought would come back. And um, they were one of them. And um, I think you were gonna talk about another one duo. We're coming back? <laughs> yeah. Meeting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I believe you must be referring to the uh, Shakespeare Sister box set that just got announced. Shakespeare, um, you know, they came out with some new music last year. 
And um, this year they're finally reissuing this box, which has the first two albums. Um, those have been in the works for the longest time as deluxe reissues. And I think for a long time there was a question about who owned it. I think Siobhan was preparing them herself. And then of course they're owned by, I believe London. And anyway, it's all sorted out now. So, so I think the big draw is like, um, three, I think there are three disc versions of each of those albums with remixes besides you know, demos, live tracks. There's also a, a DVD of um, last year's tour. Uh, I think a 10 inch record, if you get it, if you order like in the first 500 copies, it's a lot of stuff. It's pretty loaded. The only thing that's weird about it is it's strictly the the um, Siobhan and Marcy era. So none of the none of the Shakespeare sister where it was just Siobhan are included. Well, I mean, that's that, I mean, people probably pretty much want that anyway. So I guess I would have liked it if the, th the three album was in there, but I think that that has been reissued as a deluxe. So I guess you can just get that, get the B-sides and everything. Right. Um, well, I don't, I mean, is the third album, like the albums past hormonally, hormonally yours, are those London recordings or those? Uh, three was. It was, okay. And then after that, no. Well, I'm looking forward to that. Um, I don't know how I'm gonna feel watching the DVD though, since I didn't go, but I guess it'll be good that I can see it, but um, that's for another day. Anyway, so, um, I think uh, we're gonna take a break and we're gonna come back and we're gonna start uh, Bright Light, Bright Light, Scissor Sisters here on Is This Your Playlist. Hey, this is Brent from Probe 7 and you're listening to Is This Your Playlist? Welcome back to Is This Your Playlist with me, Mark, and me, Kendrick. <laughs> <laughs> Over there in a, in a hotel down the street somewhere. <laughs> See top secret location is what I meant to say. Uh, uh, yeah, and I have so much Duran Duran stuff I can't even talk about it. Anyway, go ahead. Because it's because it's top secret, also. No, but he had the video album on Beta. Is that good or bad? No, it's amazing. <laughs> the video album on Beta. I mean, that's pretty rare, old. Do you know what yeah. a Beta is? <laughs> yes, I know what a Beta is. Okay. <laughs> All right, anyway, enough about Duran Duran. Um, although, there's a connection. There's a connection to, this guy's connected to a lot of people. Um, and we're talking about Bright Light, Bright Light, who is Rod Thomas from South Wales. Multi-instrumentalist, wearer of very snazzy suits and a fabulous live performer as well. <laughs> um. Yeah, I came in, yeah, um, I was telling you, I was telling Mark earlier that it's like, I came in late. Like, the first song that I ever heard was All in the Name of. And oh, wow, and so that's just like his previous, you know, Until Next Week, it's his most recent album. Yeah, so, um, so I, I don't know how I missed it, because when I was going through my research today, it's like, how did I miss all this music? And I actually Yeah, with a lot of the people that he's connected to, also. So, well, I can tell you a little bit about, um, a little bit more about him. He started as, as a folk artist, kind of a folksy artist under his own name, just Rod Thomas. Um, and then eventually sort of found his way. I think he worked with a, with a dance producer a little bit and found his new sound as Bright Light, Bright Light, which is um, pretty obviously named after Gremlins. He's a bit of a 80s movie fan, which comes into play a bit later. Um, so he's, the first time I ever heard about him was, did you ever uh, follow the Pop Justice website? Yeah, for a minute. 
yeah, I was really into it for a while. I don't follow it so much anymore, but I, I did find a lot of great artists on there, and he was one of them. Um, they were talking about his his you know singles that were about to come out, and I think I was probably still working at Virgin at the time, and so I made sure that we got them oh, um, cool. so I could sample his stuff. And um, that was singles like Love Part Two, Disco Moment, Feel It. Um, there was a song called Cry It Films that features Del Marquis. So his first connection with Scissor Sisters on a lot more of that to come. And he sings um, on that too, that I heard. Yeah, no, Del sings on that particular song. Do you have a good voice? Del, yeah, he's got some solo stuff out. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't think anything came out physically, but if you look him up um, like on streaming services, you'll, you'll find some things. Cool. Yeah, um, so around that time, uh, well, his album came out, Make Me Believe in Hope, his first album came out in 2012, and he was asked to open for Scissor Sisters around that same time. Yeah, yeah, that's what I have written down. Yeah. Well, that's it. I mean, who wouldn't want that? Because they were, you know, 2012, that was the, what, Night Work Tour? So, yeah, they were still banging over there. They were still hot. And I don't know if this next connection came from, um, you know, being friends with Scissor Sisters or if if this guy was just a fan on his own. But Elton John has been a huge supporter of... Bright Light, Bright Light, and appears on several many songs of his, especially on that choreography album that you had mentioned earlier. Um, So the second album is called Life Is Easy, came out in 2014. Um, It's fantastic. We were literally just listening to the vinyl out in my living room before we started this. That's got I Wish We Were Leaving with Elton. Um, One of my absolute favorites of his is called I Believe. Uh, an open heart is another good one. Everything I wanted. It's a great record. He did actually did a remix album for it. Um, and, and and here we go with Scissor Sisters again. And Matronic did vocals on a song called Good Luck from that album, and they put that out as a single. Cool. <laughs> I have nothing else on my list. Oh well, then let me catch you up just a little bit. We'll get to choreography. Uh, he also did a single called West End Girls. You might have heard of. Yeah, that he also did that with animatronic as a charity single cool and then so up to the album that you know about choreography um you know that the, all those songs are uh, like based on 80s movies like dance sequences or yeah i can't pinpoint them all but he's when i've seen him live he'll he'll mention what song is from what, what i remember is skin on skin i believe is from alien free was inspired by a scene from Alien 3. Yeah, they're, they're not all super direct, but that's okay. probably my favorite album of his to okay. date. And, and then, um, go ahead. Oh, well, just along with that, right after the album, um, he, he's super prolific, so he's always putting out little EPs in between. And after, right after choreography, he put out three EPs called Cinematography. And those were actually cover versions of um, songs from movies. Cool. Have you heard those at all? Um, you know what? I just put a, together a playlist um, of his yesterday so I could get yeah. myself um, acquainted with his music and uh, most of it's the newer stuff. So, Well, take a, take a listen to those because there's really, really fun stuff on there. He does Causing a Commotion. Yeah, that's awesome. He does uh, um, Nothing's Gonna Stop Us Now. Um, Spotify has all those songs like in a This Is Bright Light, Bright Light playlist. So oh, I yeah. Super quick, so, yeah. So, well, yeah, and then going back to Elton, it's like, um, 
you know, he went on tour with Elton in 2004, uh, 14 and 15, all over Europe. He did like 55 shows with Elton. So Elton must like him because, you know, Elton don't like anybody. You know, he's been really, really supportive of him, which is fantastic. Um, in 2018, he toured with Erasure in, in Europe. I was really hoping that uh, we would have gotten that here in the States, but it was not to be. Uh, he went on towards Cher last year, I guess. Yep. Nine shows with her. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's interesting that his, um, like he's got friends in high places, but it hasn't necessarily translated to like chart success always. And he's, he's an indie artist, you know, he really does it, does it all on his own. Um, which I think gives him a lot of freedom to do these little EPs and, and things in between albums, which is nice, but I'm sure, you know, I would love to see him get a huge, you know, huge push and, and find more success. Yeah, but you know how that goes. I mean, we like our little bands in the little places and then they get big, Erasure, and then they play like the Forum. I'd rather have them, you know, play the small venues. But well, yeah, and, and I've seen him a nice handful of time. He usually plays at... Um, Spaceland. It's probably not even called that anymore, but here in Silver Lake, I think I've seen him there three times and he played Folsom Street Fair one year. So I feel fortunate to have seen him, you know, since his, his primary fan base is overseas, but he does live here in the States. He lives in New York, doesn't he? He lives in New York. Yeah, he does. He does some, he DJs tea dances there called the Romeo and Michelle's Saturday afternoon tea dance. Well, yeah, that's that. Yeah, and he's also, he's translated that pretty well to um, like digital DJing during this time. And so he's done the Romeo and Michelle party and he's done like, he's done like a Kylie party, Scissor Sisters, Eurythmics, and that's all he plays. Like, you know, he sticks to the theme really well. Those are really fun. I've, I've watched those sometimes when I'm at work and just turn on the, turn on the computer and let it go. Yeah, he said, you know, from what, from what I've listened to, um, he sounds really good. I mean, like I said, the, my playlist was started with the newer stuff. So, I mean, I really, really liked um, two, two songs. I used to be cool. I love that one. And I actually played that on one of my K-Gay um, guest appearances. Yeah. You know, because I made them. And um, I love This Was My House with uh, Nikki Harris and Donna DeLore. Yeah, one. so basically those are the first two singles from the new album. So you're at your right in line to hopefully you know be a big fan of that one and sensation i like that one too so sensational yeah jake shears on that one the album's also got andy bell the new one yeah the new album's got andy bell on it it's got um uh big dipper who's like a local la on the scene he actually does um he's a podcaster as well but he's a he's like a bear rapper so i'm looking forward to what he does on there um, somebody, you know, kind of know just from the community. Um, Sam Sparrow is on it. Oh, wow. Black and yeah. white. It's going to be really great. And that actually comes out next week. And he's having some digital digital parties to celebrate. He's doing another Romeo and Michelle tea dance. And then I think he's doing a performance as well, probably of the whole album. I actually sent him a message on Instagram about coming to do this. And we were going to do it. But I never heard back from him. So, yeah. What can you do? I'm still kind of working on two of them. I'm not going to talk about it, but because I don't want to jinx it, but we'll see. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, the new album's called Fun City. It's out September 18th. I'm really looking forward to it. Nice. Check them out. Well, I mean, that sounds like we have nothing else to talk about. <laughs> <laughs>
I mean, I could, but try to, you know, race through it so we can get to the next section. Yeah, okay. Yeah, we'll do that. Um, so uh, we're gonna we're gonna take a break and uh, we'll be back. Um, so keep listening to Is This Your Playlist and uh, there's gonna be a word from our sponsor. So keep listening. Stay tuned for more musical madness, crazy antics, and wicked opinions here on Is This Your Playlist. Hey, playlisters, welcome back to Is This Your Playlist. And we just talked about Bright Light, Bright Light, and now we're gonna talk about some of his buddies, the incredible Scissor Sisters. Um, I love them. I love them so much. Uh, first time I ever heard of them, they did a show in New York with Kiki and Herb. And I, I'm i wondering if they were called Scissor Sisters, and I think it was just the trio. That was the first really? time. Really? Uh-huh. Wait, and you saw that show? No, no, I saw that they had opened for me. Oh, oh so just a little teeny fact. Uh, Kiki is Justin, Vivian Bond, is on the Bright Light album. So this whole scene is very connected. It's very New York. Yeah, very New York. Um, I first thing I heard was comfortably numb and I tell people this now and they're just laughing at me I mean because I never saw the movie I had no idea it was from the wall I had no idea none at all and people were like um it's from the wall I'm like I've never seen it and then I saw the movie and I was like oh wow I mean it was just a big old disco song so that's the first thing I heard and and I thought they were British because they came out at the same time as the killers and Keen. <clears throat> and I thought the killers were British too, but they're not because they all kind of come out over there and you know cut their teeth, I guess, and then then that. And so, um, yeah. What was your first experience with them? Uh, the, I think the first time I heard them was actually on the Party Monster soundtrack, which has the song "It Can't Come Quickly Enough." Oh yeah. And that was before you know, well before the album came out. But again, I was working at Virgin at the time, and so we did get. Like the twelve and the early um, original singles on the a, a Touch of Class label, oh, so we really? have the Comfortably Numb, the original version, and um, I was started reading about them in the NME, and so I you know I bought the single sort of just out of the blue, and you know fell right in love. Now, did you know it was from the Wall? I know it's a Pink Floyd song. <laughs> I've never seen the Wall, nor do I care much about Pink Floyd. Yeah, so that's why I was I was <laughs> yeah. Um, I remember getting the album and, um, you know, 2004 for me was kind of like, um, you know, it was, it was, um, it was a drug year, <laughs> like kind of everything went up in a puff of smoke, haha. And I listened to that album every single day, the whole year of 2004. So, I mean, that album and Kelly Clarkson's Breakaway album are probably my two favorite albums of that year. But I mean, it was so good. I mean, it was so good. There were a couple of little, mm, but I mean, as an album, it was really, really good. And no one sounded like them. And yeah, so. Yeah, it was came out sort of at the beginning of like the electro clash scene too. So things were changing, you know, we'd passed grunge and I think music was returning to fun. You know, like you said, the killers came out at that, at that time and they were heavy on the synths on that first album and Fisher Spooner. So it was very like sexy and electronic. And, you know, I guess Jake's early shows, he used to take off, all, they said all of his clothes, but I can't imagine he would take off the underwear. But I, I mean, we've seen him before and he's kind of gotten down to... I mean, he, he was a go-go dancer, but I'm guessing at regular music venues. I mean, if they were playing at the gay bars, yeah, he, he might have. 
one. Um, did, so did you I, see what their or their early band name was? Um, I did, but I didn't write it down. <laughs> I think first they were Dead Lesbian. Oh yeah, and then and then they were fib fibrillating Scissor Sisters. They're, I mean, you know what? Their shows are really good. I think I saw them twice, two or three times on that tour. <clears throat> and I mean, energy, energy, energy. And like, people ask me like around me, they're like, do you think Jake's on drugs? And I was like, I don't think so. And he's- His eyes are always like that. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it is. <laughs> and you know, Baby Daddy is my number one hall pass. I love it. I do, I would've, I would've. In my relationship, if he had said it, I would've been like, sorry, Steve, I'm gonna be gone for a night. Bye. But now I don't have to worry about that, so. <laughs> uh, my two favorite songs on the album are Lovers in the Backseat and Better Luck. Oh, wow, and two just album tracks, not even singles. Although, I, I mean, I, I love all the singles, but um, Return to Oz and It Can't Come Quickly Enough are like really special ones for me. I don't know about the singles, I mean, I don't know. I like Laura and I like Mary, but Mary is a single. It was too slow, you know? I think. Yeah, that, that was an odd choice for a single, but I think it just meant a lot to Jake. And you know, as we're going to talk about later, Jake has the power <laughs> to, to veto stuff anyway. So, uh, so in England, it was the number one album, sell, number one selling album in 2004, and it beat Keen's Hope and Fears by 582 copies. So, pretty close. Yes, they um, uh, they played LA a lot around that time, which was very nice. I saw them at the Palace. Um, the Will Turn. Will Turn. And oh God, where was the other one? Maybe I only saw them twice on that tour. So yeah, I think that was the end of the. I think the Will Turn was sort of the climax of of that time period. But they had played at Spaceland um, right before the album came out in the U.S. Free show. That's Baseland. Then they played at the Troubadour, the Avalon, like like you said. But before Aval, before their own show at Avalon slash the Palace, whatever we want to call it, they opened for the B52s at the same venue, oh, and then they headlined like a month later. Yeah, so um, it, it was right. fun. Those shows were insane, just amazing. They were just they're a great band. Hopefully they'll be back. So. So uh, let's move on to the second album. Um, it's called Tada, and um, you know they talk about the second uh, second album's jinx, sophomore, sophomore slump, sophomore slump. Yeah, and uh, I mean, here's the thing: for me, they, they weren't going to beat the first album. There's no way they could have, you know, in my head. Um, but they came out with "I Don't Feel Like Dancing" and. I mean, it just blew up everywhere. And uh, number one in England for four weeks, number one in Australia. And uh, yeah, what did, what did you think of the album? I, I love it. I have no issues with it. It's a bit like um, them, like in New Orleans, I guess. It's got elements of, I don't know what the right words are, but um, like honky tonk kind of mixed with their usual Bee Gees and Electro disco. I it's got all kinds of influences. I kind of listen to it like, do, 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 like yeah, there's, there's some of that, <laughs> but it doesn't, it didn't bother me. I, I love it. Um, you know, um, and you know, they had good, I think the singles were good. I think land of a land of a thousand words was an odd choice for the second single. That's what I, I mean, I think she's my man would have been the second single. Yeah. 
Um, and oh, you've, you've seen a weird video, right? For which one? She's my man. Um, they're like, they're like. Um, I'm sure did, I've seen it. They did a performance on the uh, Brits, sort of the same thing, where they're like, there's shadows and there's people dancing. Oh around. yeah, yeah, that's cool. That's very cool. And it was the first um, time Anna got a lead on "Kiss You Off," which I really liked. So, um, and they toured. With yeah, the it was Bowl. another great time. They didn't tour. They they didn't tour quite as much here. I think I just saw them once for Tada. I don't think they came around again. At the um, sub above Ryan Ryan Auditorium. Yeah, I was on the I was on the balcony, like to the left. Yeah, I, I started the night in their dressing room, but then was on the floor. Oh yeah, I was. I <laughs> my claustrophobia would have kicked in like big time, so I was like, eh. oh yeah, it was pretty rough, but it was a party for sure. I did see them. I saw them with Depeche Mode up north in San Francisco. It was Depeche Mode, she wants revenge, and Susan Sisters. But the only reason they did that show is because they were doing Coachella. <clears throat> oh, so they were in town and and you took can't the booking. Do, and you can't do certain like you can't right. do certain shows, but. I saw them there and, and uh, they were good. And yeah, I mean, who doesn't want to see Scissor Sisters open for Depeche Mode? So, and that was the Touring the Angel album. So that was still a good album. So um, standout tracks for me. I think my two favorite songs are Paul McCartney and Lights. Um, let's see. Everybody Wants the Same Thing. Might Tell You Tonight is one of my favorites. I think it's the most romantic song. Um, you know, all the singles I'm totally down with. Um, I liked um, The Other Side also. The Other Side's beautiful, yeah. Lights oh. was actually a single, but it was a fan club only single. Yeah, I read that. Yeah, I think they're, I, I was just looking it up yesterday and they were going for about a hundred bucks if you can find one. Yeah, that's okay, I'll listen to the album. <laughs> well, I, I, was, I was mainly checking to see if I had the B-side because it's got a, you know, non-album B-side. And uh, what was it? I, I, I slipped my mind. I didn't. I didn't write it down. But um, I did have it in my files, and that's all that I wanted to make sure of. So, all right. Well, let's move on to number three. Oh, wait a minute. I mean, technically number four. Technically number four. Absolutely. Because they have a whole album that they scrapped. And oh, uh, then technically number five, because they also have a whole album of demos that got released. Oh, really? Yes, it's called Kmart Disco, and it was issued in 2007. I guess it would be considered a bootleg, but I think it's all the stuff that they recorded for the A Touch of Class record label, okay. or it was just the demos for the first album. A lot of it came out as B-sides from the first, as the, from the singles from the first album, okay. but it's it's got like 16 tracks on it. I think I have something. I mean, I have something that has a lot of songs, but I mean, I don't know. I don't. It didn't like hit me special, like. Mm, but it's, you know, it's, it's out there if you can find it. Um. So yeah, the third, the next album is called Night Work. Um. So they brought in Stuart Price, who is the master. You know, he produced uh, the last good Madonna album, Confessions, and he worked on Take That's Amazing Progress album, and he's a master. Um. So the first single was Fire with Fire. And uh, what did you think when you heard it the first time? Uh, it was definitely a different sound. It was a little bit more of a rock song um, for me, but I love it. It's it's very, like, feels empowering. Yeah, I thought it was, I mean, once I heard the album, I thought it was kind of a weird single to put out. Yeah, in really hindsight, weird. when you hear the rest of the album, for sure. And it, it makes you wonder if that wasn't left over from the original album sessions. 
what fire with fire but there's um you know there's this famous jake interview where he says that he thinks that that was a bad choice for the first album or the uh, first single because it kind of failed they said nightwork failed but i don't know it's my second favorite album <clears throat> i think it's very consistent um they sounded great all the songs are good um it, it was just that time and we sort of talked about this before um it was that time where singles were less important or less it was less clear what the actual singles were and so the album would do well but the singles didn't really chart well they only had two on that one right fire with fire in any which way i mean i don't remember any other ones wasn't there one more i mean invisible light if you yeah isn't there's a video for it isn't there there is but yeah it was one of those like they released it first but i saw them on that tour um and it was really good and i actually um (laughs) i saw them open for lady gaga at the at the staples center and it was one of those things where i was like hey steve (laughs) because he had a client Uh, i actually remember talking talking to you about this at the time yeah i was like and being jealous that you had a hookup for those big shows well i mean he was my boyfriend he was he was obligated to do it for me but you know what they came out and sang six songs and that was it well, yeah, I, I knew that was going to be the fact, and I guess I wasn't, I don't know, why didn't I go see Lady Gaga? I loved her too, but I just couldn't do it at the time. Yeah, so, uh, it's my second favorite album, like I said. Um, my standout tracks are, you know, and I love this one live, Skin This Cat and Something Like This. Yeah, those are those are awesome. Um, um, what are your two favorite tracks? Oh, gosh, uh, Running Out which was also really fun live because they were running and and Jake were like, they were running, like I think through the whole song, they sort of did a little fake run. Um, a Whole New Way. Yeah, that was a good one. And it's got it's got background vocals by Miss Helen Terry. Oh, really? I didn't know that. Yes, former Culture Club background vocalists came out of singing retirement. I don't know how they got her to do it. Well, she said. Well, she also sang on. I don't know if you remember a group because they were only out in ninety, like ninety four, and it was um, one of E seventeen's kind of E seventeen Deuce, and they were called Two Thirds. Yep. She sang on "Hear Me Calling," the yeah. first single. So. Yeah. Every guess, every now and then, she'll do it. So peek her head out. Um, cool. So uh, we'll move on to the fourth album, and it was called Magic Hour. <laughs> I don't really I don't know it just it just seemed all over the place and it, it is a bit all over the place um I mean there's definitely moments I, I still love it I mean it's Scissor Sisters and there's plenty of great songs on it but maybe there's then maybe there's a couple album tracks that aren't up to par with album tracks on the other albums yeah like yeah it was just I don't know I remember listening to it the first time and I was kind of like hmm it didn't it didn't hit me all of a sudden <clears throat> but um, I mean, because it was, because you know, the big the big thing about the album was that you know Calvin Harris was producing only the only the horses, and it sounds like something he would do, but it, it doesn't. It doesn't. If that makes any sense, it's like it was a good song, but it wasn't like a great song. I got really nervous when I heard because um, the first track that was released was uh, was Shady Love. as like an unofficial single and it's you know shady love featuring crystal pepsi and azalea banks and i was like what are sisters sisters scissor sisters it's hard to say 
are going, hip hop? What's going on? I actually love the song now. I think it's really fun. But it's um, as a first single, I was like, oh my God, if this is what the album's going to sound like, I'm a little scared of it. <laughs> as you should have been. Isn't she like a, isn't she like a homophobic? Yeah, let's not talk about her. I don't know what they were. I I, I mean, I guess that wasn't an, a known fact. She, she runs her fingers. She runs her mouth on Twitter and things like that. Oh God. Yeah. Um, so yeah, um, they they did a summer tour that year and we saw them at the Palladium, the very good Hollywood Palladium. And um, I took this girl, I was working at Trader Joe's at the time and I took this girl Brandy because she'd never seen him. <clears throat> and she loves Jake. So we were across the street at whatever that coffee place is across the street. What its name? What it's called? But it's not a Starbucks. I don't remember. But I know. No, it was one of those. One of those other kind of fluffy names. But anyway, so being a tea leaf. Yeah, that's it. Um, so we're sitting there, and this guy walks was walking up with a, you know, big bodyguard or whatever. And I go, I go, that looks like Jake. And I looked at him. I was like, Oh my god, that's Jake. And she was like, Oh my god. So he walks in, <laughs> and he gets his coffee, and he comes out, and I kind of stepped in front of him, and I was like, Hey, Jake, I'm sorry to bother you. Blah blah. I'm my friend Brandy, she's never seen you guys. She loves you a lot. Blah blah. I was like, Can we have a picture? And he said, Sure. So we took a picture together, and she just she was talking about that at work for forever because she loved the man. And there he is. I was like, After he left, I said, Where's my baby daddy hug? picture <laughs> she's like i don't care <laughs> so she really liked the tour the, the, the show was great it was a great show they had really fun um costumes a lot of like black and neon right yes um, they yeah. always put on a good show i mean anytime it like animatronic takes us to church you know she'll get up there and do a bit and you know we're scissor sisters and so are you and you know talk yeah. about yeah that was really good really really good um my favorite, my standout tracks are um, Baby Come Home. Yeah, that's a great video too. And Let's Have a Kiki. Um, besides the singles and Baby Come Home, well, Baby Come Home was a single. Um, Somewhere, which is at the end of the album, is one of my absolute favorite songs by them. That's, see, that seems like a night work. Yeah, <laughs> that sounds like it's, it's, in very, it's very much Invisible Light Part 2. Yeah, that's what I thought when I first heard it. I was just like, that sounds like something that could have gone on night work. Yeah, it does sound, sound a bit. Like, oh, well, there you go. So that's their four albums. And um, I mean, it was rumored, I'd heard word on the street was that they were gonna put out a greatest hits album and do three new songs, but that never kind of came to fruition. But I mean, they have a couple afterwards, I believe. Uh, uh, just, just one, really, um, Swirk which came out in 2017, S-W-E-R-L-K, with, uh, with M-N-D-R. And that was, I believe that was a charity song. That kind of came out out of the blue after, because the, they announced the hiatus on October 23rd, 2012. And, you know, we're- Roundhouse in England, I think. As, as a band, they were quite silent until all of a sudden Swirk appeared as a single. And I thought, oh, maybe, maybe we're on the road, you know, back, but it was not to be. Yeah. I mean, I think they're see, but I think they're obligated to do one more album. I think that's yeah. what they're not. No, I don't know. That's that's why I think it, it was it was odd that that greatest hits never appeared. Because if they were, that would have been the easy way to do it: the hits and a couple new songs, and, and that's that. Going tour. <laughs> yeah, I'm going tour. But I suspect, you know, there's no record label. I'm, it's been years now, so I don't think uh, I don't think a label's hanging on for more. 
people well, but they, yeah, but they. Can, I am. They could do it without. So, um, um, so yeah, so that's it for this part. Um, <clears throat> Mark and I are going to come back with honorable mentions, and uh, thank you for listening to us again here on the Sister Playlist. Hey, this is Steve, and you're listening to Is This Your Playlist with Kedrick and Mark. Welcome back to Is This Your Playlist? We've been talking about Bright Light, Bright Light, and Scissor Sisters, and I think now we're just going to throw in some tidbits that maybe we didn't get to before. So what have you got, Kedrick? In our honorable mentions part that is so popular. Um, (laughs) uh, So, you know, Baby Daddy and Jake are, you know, the writers in the band. And so um, around 2004, they ventured out and, you know, they did a few songs with my all-time favorite singer, Kylie Minogue. And one of them was called I Believe in You. And it was number two in the charts. And I remember hearing it and it was so Scissor Sisters. I mean, it was, it was, there was no way around the fact that it was Scissor Sisters. It just, they have that sound. And she sounded great. And um, I read, I did some research today, and she was kind of like, when they put it forth to work with her, she was kind of like, well, I like their album, but it doesn't sound like me. But then she said they just gelled. I mean, her and Jake are in love. <laughs> so, yeah. So, and and I, she did one called White Diamond, which she did on the first tour or the second. Wait, was it Aphrodite? The, tour? First, the first part of Showgirls? No. The first I mean, part of that tour? For us. Did she do it on the For You, For Us? No. Tour or the Aphrodite? White Diamonds? She never did that in America. Yeah, she did. She absolutely did. Was, she did. She, okay. she did it. She did it. Um, okay, um, Fast version acapella. or slow version? Oh, acapella. Oh, okay. Okay, go ahead. What do you have? Could be. I don't remember. <laughs> well, they, well, I guess that they did a whole... I mean, one of these preview shows was all the songs that ended up being scrapped. Not- yeah, yeah, yeah. Some of them probably, I know they were on YouTube. Oh, they were? Uh, at the time, you know, people were posting them. I don't know if, you know, if they ever got pulled or if they still exist up there. It's very interesting. Um, so they won the Ivor Novello God. Um, <laughs> Award in 2007 for I Don't Feel Like Dancing as the uh, most performed work. What else you got? Um... Well, so, okay, so I'll tell you just a short story about how, how I wound up backstage. Um, I, again, I was working for Virgin of the Time, and, and my rep for Universal Music knew how much I loved them. And when they came to do that show at the Shrine, they made sure that I had a pass around my neck. And um, so the buddy, the buddy that I was with, we got to go backstage. Um, well, actually not backstage, but into the dressing rooms, which were upstairs on the level that you watched the show from. And we just went right in and everybody's sort of in various stages of undress. Um, but they couldn't, they, they, yeah, people were like, pull, you know, pulling up their clothes, getting their, whatever, getting, getting dressed. And but couldn't have been sweeter, took pictures with all of us. Um, when you look into baby daddy's eyes, it's even better than, than you imagine. <laughs> True story. You have a man. <laughs> I, I didn't then. <laughs> um, so they were just really nice. I, I got to meet them that first time when they played at Spaceland as well. Um, you know, when they were really, there was nothing going on in America. You had to be very in the know to have gotten into that show. So lucky to have met them in the early days. You kind of have to be in the know anyway. I mean, I mean, America just, I don't know. 
we're just I don't know I don't I don't think about America's American shows anymore because it's like you know and I told somebody the other day the other night this guy Ben <clears throat> I was telling him yeah it's like I go to England all the time he goes you do and I was like yeah he goes why and I go for concerts and he just started laughing and I was like what and he goes you go to England for concerts I go yeah who doesn't <laughs> I said Most people well, no well here's the thing I'm not gonna wait for them to come here and I have friends over there so you go um, so I met them once at Amoeba and uh, it was really nice and um, it was right when Duran Duran's all you, all you need is now was coming out and I said to Anna that I can't wait to hear her song safe that she did with Duran Duran and, and uh, yeah so and they um they they got uh they got nominated for a grammy for uh, comfortably numb in 2005 and they lost to toxic i think i have it on my ipad it's called it's a beck scissor sisters mashup i don't feel like losing oh my god it's the greatest thing ever it's the music oh. to loser like dancing huh. and the words to loser it's the greatest thing ever i, I don't know it's if it's from this but there's a whole album i mean not an official album, but something that got passed around called Da Ta, and it's Ta Da all in mashup form. Yes. So it's possible that that was included in that. I'm not sure. I mean, and here's the thing you know, I'm, I'm always amazed by mashups because it's like, I mean, they can put two songs together that you would not think ever in the life would go together, and it does. Like, I, when I heard the best. Back, uh, Scissor Sisters. I mean, he's like, so open oh, no, I'm a loser, baby. And it's just going right to the music. And they're not speeding the music up or anything. So I'm like, it's just mashups amaze me. I wish I knew how to do them. But yeah, that's they work best if you don't have to speed up the music. But I, you know, they do sometimes. Sometimes there's some really bad ones. <laughs> they just, if they don't align, like it sets my ears off. Please go check out Bright Light, Bright Light. You know, Scissor Sisters unfortunately are not making any new music. But they often appear on Rod Thomas's albums, as Jake does on this current one. And, um, you know, Jake, I really love Jake's solo album. Um, Jake has put out an album. Dell has put out a handful of stuff. Animatronic threatened to put out an album. I think she's released one song. <laughs> there was a website up for a long time with a great A logo. Um, but she's mainly a DJ, right, in the UK? And um, what's Baby Daddy up to? Writing and producing behind the scenes? I don't really know. I don't know. He's supposed to call me later. <laughs> <laughs> Can we do this all over again then? I'll ask him. And of course, we, we didn't mention um, Patty Boom, the original drummer who unfortunately left, uh, I think midway through the Teda tour because his mom uh, was either ill or, or had passed away. And um, I read that. He didn't return after that. But he's very active on Facebook. Patrick Secor is his actual name. Because, of course, everybody in Scissor Sisters has a pseudonym. All right. Um, I remember them doing I Don't Feel Like Dancing on Jonathan Ross. Mm -hmm. Do that again. So I remember them doing I Don't Feel Like Dancing on Jonathan Ross show. And Patty Boone was still there. And, he got, and Jonathan Ross looks at him and goes, and you're the, you're the only straight one? 
<laughs> he goes, he goes, of course. He goes, don't I look it? And Jonathan Ross had this look on his face. Because <laughs> he's just sitting there. I mean, he was always talkative. I mean, he wasn't, it wasn't like, oh, I'm the straight guy, I'm gonna sit in the corner. He was always talkative, but it was just a funny way that Jonathan Ross was like, so? Because <laughs> they said, oh, well, well, three of us are gay. He kind of stopped and looked, and he goes, I know you're gay, I know you're gay. <laughs> I know you're gay, but you are Yeah, so it was, it was really funny. But I really love them, and I wish they would come back. And um, did you say that Bright Light, Bright Light has a, has a connection to Duran Duran? Is that what you said? Yeah, I think they, they opened. He, I believe he was asked to open for them at some point. It might have been maybe for part of the Paper Gods tour. Oh, nice. I think he did some some dates with them. I did. I, I forgot to bring that back, but yeah, he, he I believe he toured with them. It was right here the whole time. It, it was. It was. <laughs> and one more TV performance that everybody should watch if you really want to see what Scissor Sisters were, the, cr the craziness of Scissor Sisters. Take your mama on the Brits. Oh my God, that the greatest. The Henson, the Jim Henson production. We can't go without talking about that. Yeah, I mean their Brits performances were always good, all three of them. It's uh, yeah, it's very good. So but the, the whole farmhouse thing in that other performance with all the the creatures and chickens and watermelons and everybody singing along and the house, the whole farmhouse is singing. That was insane. I, I can't even imagine how much that cost to put on. Um, so all right, well I believe that is the end, and um, thanks to um, all of our playlisters for you know coming to listen to us every week. We've got two more in the series. Um, <clears throat> hopefully the last one will pan out. I'm not gonna talk about it, but hopefully it will. So I, I think that we should do our top five should have been singles. So that will probably be next week unless I can get a hold of Susan. And you know Susan. who. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right, well, thanks for listening. Uh, we will see you next week and um, yeah, thanks for listening to us every week. Bye. Bye, everybody. Is This Your Playlist can be found on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and Pocket Cast. Please like and subscribe.